Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 27, Echinoderm Guts, a short story. What happens to the food when you eat your breakfast sandwich? Your lunchtime salad, an apple, a burrito. It travels through a wonderfully complex system in our bodies, the digestive system, made up of several specialized parts that each do a specific job related to getting nutrients out of the food breaking down complex molecules and absorbing small, simple molecules that our cells can use. We have a mouth where we start to physically break down the food with our teeth, and enzymatic digestion starts there as well with proteins in our saliva. The esophagus moves the food to the stomach, where enzymes and acids further chemically break it down, and strong muscular action further liquefies it. After the stomach, the small intestine neutralizes that acid and specializes in more enzymatic digestion and absorption of nutrients. The large intestine works to recapture water from the undigestible leftovers, as well as play host to the two to three pounds of bacteria that feed on the undigestible fiber and produce important vitamins, immune factors, and other metabolically helpful molecules. Lastly, in the rectum, the undigestible portion of the food you ate gets packaged up to leave the body. It's a long trip from one end of our vertebral column to the other, made longer by the loops and loops of intestines that coil through our abdomens. The vast majority of the space in our bellies is devoted to this one organ system. We've got a fair amount of room in our bodies to devote to this important system, and as bilateral animals with clearly defined cephalization, a head region, it seems obvious the direction our digestive system works in. When you have a different body form, however, things can get more complicated. Echinoderms are a group of animals relatively close to us vertebrates on the animal tree of life, yet they're wildly different in their growth form. Echinoderms exhibit pentaradial symmetry. They are symmetric around a central point, usually in multiples of five. You know them as sea stars and sea urchins. Whereas we have evolved to go into the world face first, with the concentration of our sensory and information processing equipment, not to mention our food holes on our heads, echinoderms have evolved to experience the world from all directions equally. They do still have to eat, however. So to play fair, they've located their mouths in the middle of their bodies, usually oriented down towards the ground. And there are some exceptions here. Pick up a sea star and turn it over. The mouth is in the center of the star. It is what we call the oral side of the animal. So if that's where the mouth is, the anus, the other end of the digestive system, is oriented like ours, on the other side of the body, thus usually on the top of the animal, called the aboral side. If you look at a sea star in profile then, you will notice that this does not leave a lot of distance between the mouth and the anus. And the situation is the same for most of the echinoderms. They don't have a lot of longitudinal space in their bodies for a long, specialized gut. But they still have to digest their food. And for at least some of the echinoderms, their food can be as complicated to deconstruct as ours. The way evolution has solved this problem is awesome, and more variable than you might anticipate. Let's start with the sea stars. The asteroid sea stars may not have a long distance between their oral and aboral sides, but they have a lot of valuable real estate in their arms. So after the food comes into the mouth, it goes directly into a central stomach where digestive enzymes are produced. And then it goes into digestive glands dispersed into each of the arms where the nutrients are absorbed. Waste then travels to the centralized anus and out the top of the sea star. Many sea stars can also evert their stomachs meaning spit them out through their mouths, 
which widens the options they have for food items. Sea stars that do this can't swallow large prey, but like to eat big things like mussels. Hence, the partially digesting the big stuff while it's outside of your body means you can eat bigger things. Sea urchins have evolved a system similar to ours because they don't have any arm real estate. Instead, they have a long tubular intestine that loops around their body cavity in between their gonads. Unlike us, they devote the majority of the space in their body cavities to their gonads rather than their other organs, so the gut just loops through where it can. Brittle stars have perhaps the weirdest digestive adaptations of the echinoderms. Their mouth feeds into their stomach, which is divided into 10 different pouches and takes up most of the volume of the central disc. There's no intestine or anus in a brittle star. All of the absorption of nutrients takes place through the stomach, and waste is excreted either back through the mouth or out through structures called bursa, which are sacs found between the arms, basically armpit cavities. The fruit tends to be small and already partially broken down, so they can get away with a reduced digestive system. I love seeing the way that evolution has taken a straightforward problem, like food digestion, and solved it in so many ways. The basic functions are recognizable throughout. Food has to get in, molecules are broken down, waste has to get out, but the forms that execute these functions, they are endlessly and fantastically diverse. This has been episode 27 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.